Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Bit of a weird sign. Why is it that you have a new sponsor every time? Every time you interview, it's one day's Everlast, then it's something else, then it's something else. We're cleaning up the game, man. No, listen. It's good. good You know what? That shows that you're doing your job right, man. If these sponsors are coming on board and want to be part of your thing, well, well done, man. We're still trying, mate. We're just still trying, you know? But there's any sponsor out there? Coogan is the man. <laughs> um, yeah, delighted to be joined by... It's a bit weird, but now happily retired, uh, oh, Amir Khan. Professional boxer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look... Um, yeah, man, I mean, look, it's been a brilliant career. I never knew this day was ever going to come that I was going to retire from boxing. Honestly, like, one thing about boxing part of my life, man, it, was, it is my life, and I never, ever thought that day's going to come where I'll know that I'll be that guy that's not doing anything. Boxing was my life. Boxing was everything to me, and now to, like, walk away from that, and that's it, it's done. Like, the chapter's closed now. Full stop, done. It's really, really weird, man, but kind of enjoying it as well because, you know, like, there's no pressure on me at all. You know, boxing being so kind to me. I made good money in the sport. Financially secured myself, my family. I won the world titles I wanted to win. Had the biggest fights and made a name. Um, and also, like, you know, uh, give the fights the fights that they wanted. And, um, you know, the amount of messages I'm getting on social media, so many lovely people saying that maybe we didn't like you before, but we like you now. I mean, and thank you for giving us. You see, people remember you more when you retire. I think you get more respect when you retire. Yeah, when you're in, when you're an active fighter, but look, um, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody, and that's why I don't want to just go away and hide away. I wanted to do these interviews with everyone, interviews with everyone, yourself, and I said um, so that way people get to uh, hear from me, you know, how I feel after my retirement. And yeah, between the morning after the Kell Brook fight up until you formally announced that retirement, what was going in in your head? 
what we, what were you thinking about? What was triggering through your mind about kind of the future for you? Before after the fight, in between, ended. yeah, in between the 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 day after the fight and and now. oh yeah, you know what it was. Um, you know when you kind of had enough of something. I was like, I'm done with the sport, man. Like, I've I've achieved what I wanted to. Uh, I've done what I wanted to. Like, I don't want to do. I never do want to do a training camp again. I never want to do a training camp again. I, like, I am done. Like, I kind of put it in my head that I was done. I just couldn't involve with the sport. You know, um, it was hard work, not only physically but mentally. And you know what? One thing as well, which probably Kel Book was so smart about, and it, it, I'm really professional about. Like, he didn't have too many people around him. You see, I'm a nice guy. And I always have so many people around me and, you know, I'm getting pulled left, right and centre on fight week. Whereas I hear that Kel was just relaxing in his room and chilling, you know. And and and, and credit to him because you know why? Um, there's me getting pulled left, right and centre, uh, talking about different topics with different people, mentally getting drained. Whereas Kel's there relaxing. And, you know, um, I think that's when it kind of hit me. I thought, you know what? I can't be doing this every time because it's, it's only getting harder but the fan base is only getting bigger and the people around me is only getting bigger, you know, and more and more. So I, I can't be doing this. And the best decision I made was to call it a day. I know this is probably a difficult question to answer, but do you think that if you'd won that fight against Brooke, that your thought process might be different now? Or do you think you still might have retired anyway? I think I've... This might be... Tell us to do it, OK? Yeah, I don't know how to do it, darling. The kids are slowing my life something now. Um, uh, Husna, can you help her do this, please? I don't know how to do it. I'll ask the mom to do it. Um, I, if, even if I won the fight, I think I still would have probably retired because it was in training camp, all these injuries that were happening, how a shoulder went, rotator cuff, I ripped my tendon. Well, not ripped it, but torn it. Um, oh, man. Sorry, bro. Yeah. Um, I, got, I started getting all these injuries in training camp, which I've never had before, and that... Uh, and I could, you know, the morning when I was getting up, I was, like, I was forcing myself to get up. I was, I was really, I was not really. Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put my phone on a finger and then we'll answer that question again. Sorry, bro. Airplane mode. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there. That's better. So, yeah. Sorry, you can answer. So, for the book, um, Okay, say if I won the book fight, I still probably would have called it a day. I could feel that the love for the sport wasn't there anymore. Like, I was getting all these aches and pains, like going to training camp. I started getting, I started getting these small niggles, then later went bigger and bigger. Also, um, in sparring, I was getting caught with shots that normally I don't get caught with. My heart wasn't there. You know when you've made enough money in the game and you've done so well and you won the titles in, in, in boxing? It's so hard to motivate yourself, especially when you get older and you see your kids grow up. That's why I have a lot of credit for people like Canelo and the other fighters, like Triple G as well, and Crawford, who have everything, the money, everything, but they're still active, you know? Um, because look, I've been one of the lucky ones in the sport where I've made a lot of, a ton of money, you know, in the sport, like going to America, fighting over there and being under different promoters. And financially, I've been quite lucky. But, um, but look, I, I've enjoyed every minute of it. But like I said, it was that uh, it was that time after the fight. I knew that it was it was over for me. I, I just damn, I love left. I could have been greedy and said, "Yeah, I'll fight on again." Because look, getting a big fight again is not it's not it's not hard. 
you know, again, a couple of million dollars again, or million pounds again. Say if I went and thought, said, I'll take the Conor Ben fight. I'm still making a couple of million quid there. But I just have it in me. Just, I, I, I was just done with the sport. Well, when you were at the Conor Ben fight and there was a moment, it seemed like you reluctantly kind of got in the ring as well. It didn't seem like you really wanted to kind of get in the ring after after Conor Ben's fight. But when when you got in the ring there, had you already made up your mind that you were a retired fighter and you were kind of just maybe going through the motions of it? I understand what Conor Ben was trying to do. He was trying to get you in to see if there was a possibility of you two fighting. But had you already made up your mind that you were kind of done at that point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I already made my mind up. Before I even walked, before I even came to that event, I went there as a fan. Yeah. As, as a boxing fan, go there, enjoy the boxing night. Because normally I get, and then, and it was only like a week or something away after my fight. So I thought, let me go and see that same arena I was in and kind of just say, enjoy, you know, because I'm never, I never go ringside. I never really, uh, I hardly go to any, a lot of boxing events. So oh, let me start doing this now. Let me start becoming a fan of boxing. But then Eddie come over and he said hello to me. He's very respectful. He got in the ring and then obviously after the fight, I watched Ben, Ben had a spectacular win. And then they called me in the ring. And obviously I knew then, it hit me kind of, I've I'm, I'm been in the business a long, very long time. I was like, you know, this is going to be a bit of a, a bit of a laugh. And then look, I played along with it. I went inside and I said, look, the fight can happen. But, you know, I'll rather support Connor and be on his side and, 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 and be behind him go, going on winning other world titles. You know, I've done my bit. After my time's done now. It's the next generation, which is Connor and, and, and others. Um, but he was really nothing but respectful. Obviously, he said that, look, if, if, if I do half of what, what Amir Khan has done in, in his career, uh, I'd be very happy. I mean, look, he's a great fighter. You can't take that away from him, but it's, it was a great PR move, yeah, definitely. I mean, look, Eddie's the man when it comes down to PR and getting some, uh, marketing something. So credit to him, but like, I'd, but I'd already made that mind up that I wasn't going to fight again, you know? Um. Obviously, prior to um, your announcement of your retirement, literally, I think they were a week apart, we did see the, yeah. the announcement of Kel Brook uh, also uh, deciding to call it a day. First of all, were you surprised that Kel has decided to call it a day? You know what? I am. I am, I am surprised why Kel called it a day because, look, he's still had that one more big payday. I mean, look, we both have paydays, but Kel... Kel, obviously, no disrespect, but he's not had that many paydays as I, I've had in the sport boxing, you know. But this would have been a good opportunity for him to make a massive payday somewhere else. I'm quite surprised he didn't, um, he did, he did, he did not go for it. But look, maybe he's happy with what he's got, he's content. And, um, like he, like I read on one of the articles, like he, his biggest dream more than the finances side of a boxing was to be Amir Khan. And look, he went there and did it. And, um, but look, he's happy, he's content, that's the main thing. Uh, but he did have opportunities probably, I'm guessing, after the fight to take another big one and he could have had a bigger one. Amir, can you just clear up what happened after the fight in terms of the rematch? There was a lot of stories and, and rumours going around about activated rematch clauses and reasons why things were happening. What, what was the situation regarding the rematch? Was that ever, ever going to happen? Yeah, it could have. Yeah. Look, it could have happened. So basically what happened was um, there's a rematch clause in there. If Kel beats me, it's a full 50-50 split on the fight. And um, 
Um, I activated it, uh, and I think Kel kind of, kind of, yeah, I mean, look, the ball was in his court anyway. So it looked to me to activate it, which I, which I did. Mm. But obviously when he retired, me having the injuries I've got, I said, you know what, we might as well call it a day. But yeah, there was a rematch clause in there. And well, the first fight might have been like 70, 30 on, you know, or 60, 40 might, uh, on me. But then the next one, if he had won, the rematch clause was a 50-50 split in the middle. Is there a, a, a regret from your side that this fight hadn't happened years ago now, now that it has happened and it didn't go your way? Is there a regret that, you know, I'm not saying, listen, you both were mm. kind of at the end of your career, but I'm saying like six years ago when you both were more in your, your well, prime possibly, five years ago, four years ago, whenever. Is there a regret that this fight didn't happen then? Yeah, I, I, there's a regret there. Why, 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 it, look, it did happen. Um, and it could have happened then. It might have been a different story then. But look, um, it would have been more exciting. But um, at the time, we were both world champions. I was fighting the likes of like Alexander and and them guys, whereas Puck was fighting the likes of Glovkin and other Spence and them guys. So yeah, man, I mean, it would have been a massive fight then as well. But look, regardless, I think, look, it was a big fight. I mean, show the crowd. I'm not be. I'm not, you know, I'm not walked out of a fight with that much noise and hype apart from the Canelo fight. I think there's only two fights I've ever walked out for. Damn, this is big. And um, like in the Canelo fight, I think 70% must have been all his fans. Here, 70% must have been all my fans in Manchester against Kelso. But look, um, what an experience it was, honestly. Um, it's full sold out arena, um, tickets sold out in hours. Um, everyone was talking about it. Throughout the whole of Manchester, there's talk about this fight happening. Um, and I'm glad that I managed to have my last fight in Manchester, in my hometown, you know, where the place where I won my first world title. The, you know, and, um, and, and it's not far from Bolton. So, yeah, I'm glad I did that. When we look across your kind of 17-year career as a professional um, and look at not just the recent fights you had, more recent, but the earlier fights, the earlier risks you took in your career, especially after uh, suffering that defeat. Um, yeah, Prescott, yeah. Yeah, the Prescott, Bruce Prescott. But, you, you mean, you fought Marcos Maidana. What, how many years ago was that you fought Maidana? And you were taking kind of these risk fights... Uh, very kind of early on in your career, but, but twelve years ago I was taking the biggest fights. Mm. Twelve fight, twelve years ago. Look, that was in twenty ten. I became world champion in two thousand and eight. You know what I mean? So since then I've been taking the top fights uh, from Katanlik then to Z- uh, uh, Malanaji, uh, Zab Judah, Maidana. I mean, I've had some great, and th- th- this was like. 10, 12 years ago, whereas, and I'm still fighting at the top level of boxing, even 10, 12 years ago. Yeah, you know, when I, from, when I first had my fight against a world-class fighter. So, yeah, man, I mean, I've been in the game a very long time, and you know what makes me more happy than anything is, look, I'm walking at the sport, content, happy, um, you know, physically and mentally, okay. I had no problem with me, and I've got a great family, and, 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 and I've had fun doing it all as well it's not been hard it's not been like sad or upsetting it's been fun going through all this I've been through 
Do you believe that you've been given the correct credit for your achievements in the ring? Do you think you've got the correct, the correct praise and credit? I mean, so so, yeah, it's been okay, it's been fine. But you're always going to have people who like you who don't like you. You're always going to have people who probably envy you as well and all that. But look, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, but I had a, I have had a lot of messages from a lot of people on social media and stuff like that saying that we we never used to support you, we never liked you, but listen, we apologise for all the bad that we've wrote to you and we we are hundred percent behind you now. And yeah, so it didn't really bother me to be honest with you. Yeah. It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. I think you obviously you made that um, very successful decision to to go out to America. Uh, yeah, the time you did, Early. you know, and train with you know guys like Freddie, etc., and, and kind of establish. Yeah, think about, I'll be one of the first guys to do yeah. that in that era. You know, if you think about it, Coogan, like I was one of the first guys to go to America, cut myself there, train over there, and since then you've had people like AJ who wants to do the same thing or try to do the same thing. You've had boxers go to Miami, train over there, and all over, you know, so I think it does help. Not, not disrespect to the UK coaches, but I think um, when you fight in the world-class level, you're always going to... Uh, I think having an American coach is a little bit better because the experience that they have is totally different to the UK fight, uh, the coaches, you know. So um, I think one of the best decisions I made made me the name I am. I mean, got me the big deals. By me training in America, got me the big deals with... Um, with all the big uh, uh, other promoters like Golden Boy then I was with Frank Warren when I first went to America then at Golden Boy Oscar used to always come in the gym and watch me train and he used to always like you know be nice and give me tips and stuff and then soon as my contract finished boom he signed me up straight away give me a great deal and signed me up Did you ever think that kind of from them earlier years before you went out to America did you ever think that your life would become of such interest to people and, and become so public? Obviously, you've got no, your kids now. You know what? I always, I always um, said that I want to become a big name and I'm always going to be, I'm, I'm going to do my hardest to become a big name in the sport of boxing and leave a great legacy behind. Never thought it'd ever go this way, you know, and this could, because look, man, I mean, um, I have such a big fan base. I mean, I've got my own TV show on BBC with my family. Um, boxing career has gone brilliant even my last fight was shown to millions of people around the world um, the promotion of it was massive and yeah man I mean I couldn't ask for anything but you know look, you know, one thing I've always said to people when you have a clean heart and a good heart and you're a good person things come in your lap things come your way automatically and I've always been a good person I've never been jealous of people I've never never envied anyone I've just been content happy in my own life and thankful, and God puts things through your way. Look, I know for a fact that if I even stayed in the sport of boxing now, I know God will throw something in my lap again. There'll be another big fight. There'll be another way of making big money. I'm not talking small money, like a million, two million dollars, or three million dollars. I'm talking big money, but some of the, someone else will fall in my lap. You know, I've, I've been very gifted that way, so I thank God for all them. 
things, you know. Um, but look, my career's been brilliant. There's no point in being greedy and staying in the game too long because that's where you can get hurt as well. I've got family, I've got a beautiful family, I've got three kids. I want to spend time with them. I want to enjoy seeing them grow up and taking them to school and do those school runs and uh, taking them on trips and holidays and stuff like that. I mean, one of the biggest kind of surprises and shocks in your career was when you, uh, a few years ago, decided to work with, with Eddie Hearn because obviously mm-hmm. you guys have been back and forth over the Kell Brook situation for so long. So yeah. interviews back and forth, etc. And he's a promoter. He's playing the game. You're both playing the game. But there was always, it was a big surprise when you two started working Man, together. I hated Eddie bad. Like me and Eddie would never look eye to eye, honestly. And what made it even worse at that time was when we had that fight against uh, McCluskey because he was promoting McCluskey at the time. Man, I hated Eddie. Like me and Eddie would just not look eye to eye. And it was a massive shock to the world because people knew how hard we hated each other. But don't get me wrong, I like Eddie. You know, Eddie's a nice, funny guy, and I kind of I've got the humor side of the way he is. Um, he's a, he's a funny type of guy. You know, either you love him or hate him. But I think you a lot of people love him more than they hate him. Even the guys you hate him still have that little bit of love for him. He's that type of guy. And came out of the jungle, and my dad started speaking to Eddie. Okay, fine, maybe we could do something together. Not telling me, but because probably I would have just shut the door on it. Boom. And then soon as I said, look, last we got to meet with Eddie, so I sit down, hear him out, and I met him, and he seemed like a really nice guy. And um, then I said, cool. And look, um, I see a couple of his interviews before that where he, he said that his dream is to sign me one day. So, uh, and, 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 and look, he went there and did it, and, and, and obviously gave me such a great deal. Uh, I was back on Sky again, and uh, it, was, it was brilliant to work with him, honestly. Like, and even even though um, I had one fight left with Eddie, um, I did two fights with him with Greco and Vargas. The third fight I had with him was um, the third fight I should have been Cal Brook at that time, which probably would have been decent, you know. But I went and fought Terence Crawford in America instead. So I paid Eddie to release me for that fight. And I paid him a good lump sum, paid him a lot of money. Um, and that's why I mean Eddie have always kept it cool because at the end of the day uh, even when I left him just for that one fight I paid him well I paid him and said you know what thank you very much for all your services and be- we building me back up again so I've always been that fair type of guy you know um, I could have been like no nah, I'm not paying you I walked around like I'm going to go do this you know and Eddie probably I could have probably could have done that and Eddie probably would have been the type of guy to say um, you're not going to argue back with me but he would let me go but then you know it's not we're not then that relationship dies there but I want to always have that long term relationship with Eddie and, and everyone else because look there's a life after boxing as well promoting doing events and stuff like that and look you keep it cool there and that's the type of person I am I've always been a nice type of person with everyone don't hold any grudges or anything like that yeah well, which which trainer of yours might be a difficult question to answer but which trainer mm. of yours as a professional made the most impact on your career Play Freddie Roach. You know, I've been there. I've been to America <clears throat> first when I got there. I, I got with Freddie. He, I got my name because Freddie at that time was one of the biggest names in boxing, coaches in boxing. Then he had uh, Manny Pacquiao, myself, Chavez Junior. Just so many great fighters. Then he had a lot of the MMA fighters coming there as well. I've become one world title with him. I mean, Freddie, yeah, I have to say, uh, was a big help in my career, me going to America. Yeah. 
Who was the best opponent as a professional that you faced? I played Terence Crawford. He'd make me miss by inches, and I remember when I was pulling them punches. More so than Canelo? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. See, Canelo, I was, I, I was doing well enough. Yeah, I was hitting was, him, I was catching him. But with Crawford, I just couldn't settle. Like, he, his distance and movement was... And I sparred with him just recently in training camp uh, with Terence. And I did really well against him because, obviously, I started to... You start changing your style a little bit. And, and we had a really good sport. Um, but honestly, Terence, um, look, think about it as well. To spar someone you fought as well, um, Terence was cool with that and obviously helped me out and got caught with shots, I got caught with shots, but, you know, helping each other, that's what it's all about and uh, credit to Terence for doing that. But it was, um, but yeah, that, that must have been the hardest fight I've had. I mean, oof, yeah, he, he just made me, I mean, not because he was hitting me hard or he was just catching me shots I was not seeing. And and, and 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 they were hard shots, but they were small shots. They were just like taps, and and it frustrating me a little bit, you know, by not getting to him. And every time I move that a bit forward, he makes that distance, makes me miss by an inch, and they just count on me. And I'm like, oh, he fought me on my own game. I didn't think it was around then when it kind of hit me that maybe I'm not as quick or as skillful as I used to be. You know? Maybe I am getting that bit older now because, look, even though we same age, me and Terrence and me and Brooke are same age, I think with what I've gone through mentally in my career, with what I've done physically in my career, the amount of fights and the tough training camps and everything else and the pressure I've had on my life, you know, it plays, it, it takes toll. Who's the hardest puncher you was in the ring with, you know, as a professional? Uh, probably Canelo by far. Hit so hard, yeah. I remember, like, you know, even a couple of body shots. Like, I had marks all over my body. Like, even, you know, I, from the, just a body shot that he hit me with and had a big mark over here. I mean, that's how hard he was hitting, you know? Like, he was leaving marks behind and not, like, not just marks, like, bruising. Like, it was, it was, it was crazy. There was a... But another guy, that, and that's another guy who's so, you know, such a nice guy. So, you know, it's funny because um, these guys are for, like, Canelo and... Um, and um, Crawford, like, they, they also must look up to me because, look, bro, like, they've got a big picture of me. So they both have, because there's one picture of me on the wall of Terence's front room, and there's another picture of me with Canelo in Canelo's front room. I mean, it's crazy, you know what I mean? Like, in the face of pictures and stuff like that. And I'm like, damn, that's like crazy. So you must see that and think, think of me, you know what I'm saying? Um, so they, they must have some sort of respect to have a picture of me because look, they fought so many great fighters. And it's just nice that, you know, it's a nice, nice, nice feeling because when I was watching 24-7 and I was watching like the uh, behind the scenes of like, you know, training camp and all that, the documentaries, I see my picture there on the wall and think, wow, check that, you know, that's respect. There was um, a big part of your career, Amir, where you, you chased that, that, that big fight with, with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. I know he was out in Dubai yeah. with Mayweather recently. But do you regret spending so long chasing yeah. that fight and kind of po possibly putting off other fights while you were, you, you were chasing Floyd for that long? You know what, yeah. Yeah, but you know, sometimes things happen for a reason in life. Maybe that's why I've had such a long career. Maybe, you know, it just... I, I think it was just planned to be like that. It, it was just destined to be like that. It was not going to happen. Obviously, but Floyd has a lot of respect for me. 
I mean, look, Floyd's a legend in the game. I was, I wanted to fight. The, I, thought, I wanted to fight the legend. You know, I wanted to fight him. Somehow beat him. I was at peak of my career when we was career when we was talking about that fight. But it just never happened. Same with Manny Pacquiao. These things never happened. But think about it, bro. Like these are the best pound for pound fighters in the world. Now, for your name to be amongst those. Now, looking back at it now, as as I'm a retired fighter now, like when I look back and think, wow, like. My name was always circulating around the top, top fighters in the world. Look, but who the new name, top pound for pound fighters? Floyd Mayweather, my name was always circulated. Manny Pacquiao, my name was always circulated. Terence Crawford, I fought him and circulated around. Canelo, same again. I mean, look, bro, like God's been kind. And, 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 and like when I look back at my career, you know, I am happy with it. It's been brilliant, man. I mean, to be circulated with the best of the best, not only the world champions, like you get, yeah. Good world champion, but the best, like you know, pound for pound. That shows, like you know, I've been, I've been in with the best, and I've been, my name's been circulated the right way in the sport, and which I wanted all my life. Uh, I mean, how would you describe in those years as a professional? We know somebody who you're very business minded as well. You've done kind of a lot of stuff, kind of away from boxing to do with with business, but with the the sport of boxing the business side of boxing how would you what, what's the one thing you learned in that that's more valuable than anything else the business side of boxing what in that did you learn in that the business side of boxing is have control mm. honestly because look how can you not be a boss outside the ring and have control of your life or your in or, or your uh money when you have to go in a ring and you have to be a boss and you beat someone up and you can't. You can't live two lives by not being a boss outside and being a boss in the ring. How can you do that? You have to be a boss all the time, you know. And when I did that, obviously, um, I, I think I become a better person. Uh, but maybe it happened a little bit late in my career where I was already done from the sport of boxing. I probably gone past my best of my career. But in, in my career, I was I went past my peak. But I learned later. But look, this is some advice for younger fighters out there. Is Take control of your career. Don't let other people, you know, like managers and, and family people take control because, look, it's good to have them in control. Yeah, but your final say has to be you. You have to know what's going on from A to Z. There's no point you saying that, oh, yeah, they're doing everything for me. Yeah, that's what I should say. Oh, everything's getting done for me. Everything's wicked. Yeah, it's getting done for me. I'm chilling. But really, you don't know what's happening. You need to know or have someone like your wife or, or um, you know, someone like that looking over it. Because look, people are not going to like my wife because people are not going to like my wife because at the end of the day, she cares for me. She makes sure that every penny goes where it needs to go. And I'm the one who's, do, who's, who's sweating. Yeah? I'm the one who's taking the punches. So she cares for me. You know, she's the one who's doing everything for me behind the scenes, making sure that I'm getting paid. I'm not spending money doing this doing that it might be pennies it might be like a couple of hundred pounds but still it makes a massive difference because then the day when the hundreds then go to thousands and thousands then go to tens of thousands the millions i mean you need to have a good team around you so this is some great advice for young fighters have a good team but have control that is everything that you need to know everything all transactions where what's going where what taxes you're paying everything yeah, I mean, that was something quite evident that we saw during your career that 
what you're saying there now kind of relates to what we kind of saw from an outside perspective that you were someone that took charge of all those things and had the right people around you at the right times to kind of deal with things because in the, the day you are still the fighter and you know there are you know that that is your main job but then to look yeah. after those other yeah. interests that's is very why important. i thank my wife for being involved so hard making sure that she covered everything for me the saudi fight was done the the fight with Tal crawford was done the the fight with uh kel she's done everything when it comes to the biggest fights where i made the most money and the money that i probably see and recognize i mean she's the one who's made uh, then fights happen because obviously she was taking full care of everything but then and it's coming back to me as well and saying Amir look this is what this is being said this is what you're getting this is what's going here this is what's going there tickets this that another I was getting to know everything because that's a peace of mind for me as well you know otherwise you know if someone doesn't tell you like oh yeah you don't know you're thinking mm, you know how many tickets did they get oh, I bet they're selling the tickets and keeping the money you know little things like that and I don't ever want to be thinking like that because you know what I've been I have been done over really hard in my life but look like I said, God's the best uh, where, you know, when you have a good heart and a clean heart and you're a good person, God gives you more. And I think me being the type of person I was, maybe that's why God made it easy for me. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is your wife pleased that you've retired? Yeah. Damn, yeah, she's really happy. She said, now you have to do the house errands and do this and do that. Now, like, there's, yeah, it's now come to, like, being a husband and being a father. Yeah. Well, I mean... It's good. I, I enjoy it. I mean, you've spent, like I said, your kids are quite young and you've spent, obviously, all those months, etc., at, at a time in camp, etc. But now yeah, you get to enjoy that side of life as well, being being a dad again. Yeah, definitely. You know, taking them to school, picking them back up again. Um, you know, just going to the shop, like we're like, walking to the shop with them. You know, the small things, it's wicked, bro. Now, yesterday I took them, I had a little swim with them, I was chilling with them, and took them to the mall for a walk because I had nothing to do, literally. So I go, listen, let's just go to the mall, went to the mall, took a walk around the mall and stuff. It was sick. Yeah, it was nice just to be normal with them. But I mean, but yeah, the kids do have a bit of an expensive taste. So I'm like, can't keep taking, taking them to the mall. I'm, t- I'm taking them to like the, the pound store. Say, so, listen, get whatever you want. You're only allowed to get two toys each. And the kids are buzzing. <laughs> yeah. But you know what the thing is? I'm in Dubai now where there's not many pound stores here, brother. So so there's no to take them. I can't take there's no stores like that here. So wherever they wanna go, but they're literally rinsing me. Um, so look, everything you do is for the kids, so it's all good, man. Of course, of course. Yeah. Um, if you were to name the the best single moment of your career. The best single moment of my career was oh, yeah, when I turned professional. Yeah. Uh, well, no, when I won the silver medal. Yeah. Olympic silver medal. You know why? Because it gave me that platform. No one knew me. Honestly, I, would, I would, before the Olympics, I was a world champion. I was a European champion. I was a four-time national champion. I was a boys club champion, school boy champion. I, I won everything, but no one really recognized me. It was after Olympics, even not win the gold, but win the silver. Um, 
I've become a household name and it's what made me and what gave me the platform. So that was my platform. That 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 was a, that was the foundation. After that, everything went big. So as a professional, what would be your moment? Um, professional, I think um, when I had the fight against Maidana because that was like the fight that made me the person I am. And obviously him being a big puncher and, and a dangerous fighter and it was for, it was the vacant WBA super title, but I had the WBA title. So the world title fight, at top of that, I was getting another world title. So it was it was a massive fight. And, and look, he got the best fight of the year. And, and that kind of gave... Uh, confidence to the people who support me that look, this guy's gonna go far, you know. And I kind of ticked all the boxes in that fight. Um, yeah, that you, fight defined me. Yeah, do you remember your professional debut? I do, uh, against um, it was in Bolton, uh, Bolton Arena. It was uh, against uh, I can tell you, go on, David Bailey. David Bailey, correct, yes. I've seen some watching some clips of something and um yeah, it was uh, David Bailey, yeah. And, and I stopped him in I think it was uh, three rounds. Yeah. But yeah. Seventeen I mean, years um, ago, mad, didn't it? Seventeen years ago. And look, bro, like my, my fights have not been easy, bro. My even from my first fight, David Bailey had a record of like okay, fine, he 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 lost like maybe two fights, but one four. I mean, decent records the year people had. You know, they had they, they had more wins than losses. If you combine all the wins and all the losses my opponents have had in the last 40 fights, you, you, you'll see and compare it to any other fighter. I mean, it's been hard. It's not been an easy run for me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I'm happy the way my career has gone and but you always get those jealousy moments of people as well. It's just part of it, you know. People still... But I'm retired now, so you don't have to be jealous about what I'm doing and stuff. So I'm like, oh, let it be. Oh, I might be wrong. I'm pretty certain when you fought David, ba David Bailey on your debut, I'm pretty certain that was a first-round job. I might be wrong. You said it was round three or whatever. But you know what? I think it was the first round. I think it was the first it round. It was the first round. 17 years ago. But... See, uh, <laughs> 17 years. Damn. So... I was 17 when I went to Olympics. So in a way, it's doubled it now and done this. So really, look, it's been a mad career, man. <coughs> it has been mad, isn't it? From the Olympic days. What were you, what were you doing then, uh, Coogan, when I was in the Olympics? 2005. Oh. I, I was trying, that when you made your debut, I was trying to be an actor. Yeah. Yeah, I was trying to be an actor, so I was trying to get on... Uh, in America or UK? No, in the UK, on the uh, some low-budget British films, and I was going to auditions every week and stuff. How old were you then? What's that? How old were you? Uh, 24. Damn. So, like, crazy, huh? 24. Because I watched and a couple of your fights before we even did IFL. I went to a couple of your fights... I did it. I, yeah. You know why I met you the first time? Where I recognised you when I remembered it. In Vegas. Yeah. In Vegas when you were Ricky Hatton. So yeah. what were you doing with Ricky at that time? I don't know. I was just Ricky's mate. I still am Ricky's mate, but just... Uh... I, you with Ricky, just chilling with him and stuff, yeah. yeah. In the gym, I saw you in the gym. <laughs> Fluke to job as his security, so, yeah. Yeah, but that was, um, that, that was thirteen years ago. Do you know what I mean? That was thirteen years ago. He was that was that the Mayweather fight? No, okay. that, yeah, fight. Yeah, 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 crazy, yeah.
Um, absolutely. Um, any regrets for you in your career? Nah, it's been good. Even even the um, the things that went wrong in my career, I think it's made me the person I am. So really, no regrets. The way my career has gone, I'm very content and very happy with. I mean, look, I wish I won the last fight against Kel, but like I said, I didn't. Um, but it is what it is, you know. But I'm still very happy with the way my career has gone and, 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 and what I achieved in the sport and what I did in the sport and how I'm able to look after not only my family, but like generations of people and, you know. This is a really, really unfair question, so I'm going to apologise about asking this. But are uh, you telling me it's absolutely impossible that we will ever see Amir Khan in a boxing ring again? <laughs> look, I don't know, man. I mean, look. I, I know said it's not fair for me to say that to you, but I do need to ask you. I don't know, bro. I don't know, man. Look, end of the day, look, we are all prize fighters. And... I'm, at this moment in time, like, hell no. I don't want to fight again yeah. because I've got my injuries and I still, it's still sore. I can't lift my arm up and everything. But once I'm all right and I'm fit and I'll go back, I want to go back in the gym again because I don't like being a heavy. I want to keep lean. You just never know that I might just get that love back somehow. I might want to, I might miss it. You know, because mentally, I've never, ever had this break in my life where I've had, I'm off, I'm not going to fight again. So this is my first ever break I've had from boxing. So I don't know how I'm gonna, how it's gonna turn out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, exhibition fights might come. Look, I've been offered exhibition fights a long time ago, and I, and I've turned them down. Maybe now it might be a little bit different, but I don't know, man. But I think I, I am done to be honest with you. Look, what, what else, what else is there for me to do apart from exhibitions? A bit of fun, but other than that, not a real fight, you know. Because what kills you is that training camp. Them training camps are the ones that hurt you, and the injuries are always gonna be. And the more longer I'm getting, the more older I'm getting and the longer I'm taking out the ring, when I go back into active and it's, when I do go back active and I start training again, that's so injuries happen. Now, that's what, that's what the biggest downfall was, injuries. Yeah, I mean... And I, I don't want to get hurt, but imagine Krugan, like, they've got family now and, you know, I don't want to get hurt badly from something. Look, I, I, you know, another thing I always remember is when Roy Jones came back after such a long layoff and he retired and came back, right? And he got beat by, like, a legend he was. I think, in a way, he kind of, kind of maybe ruined his career by coming back and getting beat by nobody who he would have smashed when he was uh, at his peak. Even though we don't, maybe he makes good money doing them, but even though I don't recognize them fights because it wasn't the same Roy Jones that we know. But still, you know, it's, um, it's hard to see. Well, Ricky's doing an exhibition, isn't he? Um, I heard against Barrera. Against Barrera on the... But that's not bad. You know why that's okay? You know why that's okay? Because they're both retired around the same time. They're both uh, are similar weights. So it's not that bad. That's not a bad fight because they've both been out the ring for a long time and they're both retired around the, about the same time. So yeah, that's fine. Is that true? What, how many rounds is that fight going to be? Uh, you know what? I don't know all the rules around it. Obviously, I know it's happening. I know when it is, but I don't actually know if it's three rounds, what, what they're doing, three twos. I don't when, know. Do you know when it is? 2nd of July. Are you going to go? Yeah. Are you going to go? I'm sure you'll be at that as well. Yeah, 100% I'll be there, man. Um, yeah. would, you fight, would you fight Carl Froch in an exhibition? I think it's too big, really. 
you fought big men before. It was half a joke as well, because obviously you two have had your things over the years. <laughs> it? it was half a bit of a joke. You know what, bro? To be honest with you, look, like, he's a fighter, and I like to one day shake his hand and just like, say what the, what the problem is. Like, I got nothing against the guy, man. I think, look, he's a great fighter. He has some great fights. I've never disrespected him. I think he's a brilliant fighter, but I don't know why he's always had it in for me. I mean, look, blatantly he shows in it. Come on, Coogan. Do you think? I've, I've noticed there's a little, there's a thing going on. Well, I've not said nothing I, I to him. Of course, everyone's in it. Obviously, my yeah. wife ever said something about it because he kept saying it. So my wife said, wait a minute, like, come on, don't stop picking on him. And, you know. Um, but look, I'm a man at the end of it. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, oh, don't pick on me or whatever. But as men, if there is a problem there, you know, you need to speak about it. What, doesn't like me or whatnot? Like, what, what is the problem? Like, I don't know if it gets the guy. You know, I think he's a great fighter and he's brilliant. Um, okay, well, moving on. What from do you think it is? What do you think it is, man? I don't, listen, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. I've seen... I've, I've never asked him. We've, um, no, we've interviewed Carl a few times. There's always a bit, been a few things there. There's a little bit of an underlying thing I've noticed there, but I suppose, I don't know, next time... You know, when, when um, Klitschko and um, Fury fought in Germany, I was working alongside him on Sky. Yeah, that was, everything that, was cool. That was 2015, I think, or 15. Yeah, yeah, everything was cool. I mean, since then, I don't think I've, anything's ever come out. I, I said, I've not said anything about him, but I don't know. It's a bit weird, well, that one. Off the back of this, next time I'll see Carl Fritz, I'm going to ask him. I'll ask him. Yeah, but tell him. Yeah, there's no beef there, brother. There's no beef there. Um, is there a possibility that you go into kind of, we know you stepped in and out of kind of reality shows. We know you was on the jungle and you're doing your, your meet the cons, etc. Are you going to continue that line? Yeah, I'm going to definitely Stuff continue like that. that. Yeah, it's fun. Look, it's fun and I think it's great PR. People get to see the real side of you. I, I enjoy stuff like that. So yeah, 100%. Uh, I'll keep continuing that, yeah. yeah. I've got to say, that that time you was on the jungle, you were so, like, unintentionally funny. You didn't even realise you was being funny, but you watching you on that was hilarious. The whole thing. You know me, I'm just... Um, that's, that's me, bro. That's how I live every day. People meet me and say, damn, bro, you're so funny. Like, it's a funny, funny how. Like, like, you know what I mean? But, I mean, I'm just a, I'm just a chill person. Though. I'm always been, like, a very calm, chill... And I think in the jungle, that kind of showed the real Amir Khan and um, it was um, it was fun, yeah. So I will definitely continue doing shows like that. Um, yeah, different type of shows and stuff. But yeah, why not? I mean, look, at the end of, at the, end of the day, bro, it's fun and I enjoy it. So why not? Yeah, and I'm sure you would have done a, a lot more stuff, but you was obviously in camps and you were fighting, which is your, yeah, your main thing. Correct. Now you've got time. Definitely, but now I'm free now, so yeah. there'll be a lot more coming up. I'm getting loads of requests at the moment, so... I've just left it to my team to kind of go through and pick and choose and then send them to me. I'll go through them and see if I want to do them or not. Okay, well, listen, I appreciate your time. As Thank you, bro. Time. I know, um, listen, we're going to... It was a pleasure speaking to you, bro. I'm in the UK next week anyway, so we'll have a catch-up. I'll give you a call. No problem. I'll be around anyway. So, uh, good catch you. Appreciate it, bro. Uh, yeah, congratulations on a fantastic career and uh, happy oh, retirement, bro. Emil. Oh, thank you, bro. Thank you, Coogan. And I hope to see you soon, yeah? Top man. Thank you very much. Yeah, bro. Take care. Oh. God bless. Thank you for listening to the IFL TV podcast, proudly sponsored by Everlast. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.